are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're talking about faith and confession. Now the divine energy force of God is in that Word and it'll get inside you and it is the power source. It is the faith of God to cause you to be able to attain to that promise. But people get the idea, well, I'd be lying if I said that. But you see, that's the difference in confession and lying. Confession is saying what God says in his word, agreeing with God. And to lie would be trying to convince somebody that you had something that you really didn't have and that you had it now, see. If they hear you confessing that my needs are met according to God's riches in glory, they're just hearing you quote what God said. They might get the idea that you don't have a need, but you wasn't trying to convince them. You shouldn't be trying to convince them of that. You're just agreeing with what God said so that divine energy can come into you. You see that? The power to attain to the promise is in the Word itself. The law of Genesis said the seed is in itself. Everything produces after its kind. The seed is in itself. The promise of God to you to supply your need or to heal your body or whatever, the seed is in itself, in the promise. If you put the word in your mouth and speak it, you sow the seed in the kingdom. See, it's a kingdom principle. Now, Jesus said it this way. I'll remind you of it. I think we've already talked about it. But the 17th chapter of Luke, his apostles came to him in verse 5 and 6 and said, Lord, increase our faith. And he said, Jesus said, if you had faith as a seed, you would say, if you had faith as a seed, you would say to the sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root to the problem area, to the situation in your life. He's talking about a black mulberry tree there. It's probably in the path. And he said, it's an obstacle. So he said, if you had faith as a seed, you would say to this thing, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Didn't say it obey God, said it obey you. Now, the only way that you could get the faith to say that is from God's Word. But it's going to obey you because the power of binding and loosing is on earth. It's not in heaven. It has to come through you. Now, you've got to mix faith with God's Word. So he said, if you had faith as a seed... You would say, the Greek says it that way, King James says that you might, but the Greek says you would say. And it says it would obey you. It would obey you, the inanimate object. Now, he's telling you how to plant the seed of faith. He tells you two great faith secrets. Faith works like a seed, and the way you plant it is to say it. Now, you see, people that want to say something today and have the harvest tomorrow, they don't understand the law of seed time and harvest. Any farmer knows that if you're going to have a harvest, you plant seeds months and months and months before the harvest. You plan for it. That's the problem with a lot of faith people or people that try to operate in faith. They don't ever plan for anything. They'll quote the scripture where Jesus says, take no thought for tomorrow. Say, well, Jesus said not to take any thought, so don't ever make any plans. Well, that wasn't what Jesus said. He said, take no anxious thought. Don't be anxious about this. Certainly you ought to make some plans. 
project when you're going to have this need and this note is due or, or whatever situation you're facing and began weeks and months and maybe even years before you know that the need is there confessing the promise of God concerning that thing. See, you've got to start out there just like a farmer does. He plants and he waits and he fertilizes and he has corresponding action toward that crop for weeks and months before he ever has a manifestation of harvest. See, it's a process. And don't go out and teach people that they're just going to say it and get it in the morning because it's not going to happen for most of them. Now, sometimes you'll have some things when they get highly developed in their faith, that they'll come into manifestation and just almost shock you how quick they'll come. But that's not in the first stages of it, see. That's when you get highly developed in it and when you get some gifts of the Spirit in manifestation in the things you're saying. You'll have some manifestation of these things. But just the normal way of faith and confession, you start weeks and months before the time. See, sometimes you'll have people that'll have a note due at the end of the year. And they'll start believing God on December 25th to supply the need. And start confessing that my need is supplied. Well, you waited too late. You should have started at the first of the year. Confessing the word of God and the promise to be manifest in your life. Now, here in this scripture, he tells you the stages of the manifestation. You plant the seed, and Jesus said the way you plant the seed is by saying it. Now, see, it's interesting that God told Israel in Hebrews 4, he says the word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. They had the word, they had the promise, but it did not profit them because it wouldn't mix any faith with it. Now, the tongue is the mixer. You mix faith with God's word with your tongue. You pronounce what God said. You say what God said. So when Jesus said, faith works like a seed, if you don't have faith as a seed, it's not going to work for you. You have to have faith as a seed. See, he said that in two occasions. He said it in Matthew the 17th chapter, verse 20. If you had faith as a seed, you would say. Now, we get involved with the mustard seed until we miss the whole point. It's not the size of the seed he's talking about. He's talking about it's faith like a seed. The life is in that seed. The life is in it. The seed is in itself. And the way you plant it is to say it, to speak it, and proclaim it. Now, when he sows the seed, the kingdom of God is if a man would cast seed into the ground. And he should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. It germinates and grows up, and he doesn't understand how. Now, you have people say, well, I just don't understand how me saying it could cause it to come to pass. Well, you're very scriptural. The Bible said he wouldn't understand it. <laughs> you could understand it, but you don't have to understand it to get it to work, see. If you just have faith enough to believe what God said and do it, it'll work for you. Now, it helps when you understand how it works. And we're going to teach you how it works and show you from the Word of God how it works. But you don't have to know how it works to get it to work for you. He said you didn't. He said if you just got sense enough to plant the seed and go to bed and get up. Now, you know, it don't take a lot of smart to do that. Just go to bed and get up. But now, of course, he's not talking about quitting your job. He's talking about just doing the things that you would do. A farmer plants a seed and he goes on about his daily business. Now, when it springs up, he knows not how. He don't understand how that seed germinates. But the seed, the life, is in itself. 
See, you planted the promise of God. The life is in that promise. Then you sowed it in the soil of your heart, and it's going to germinate after a while. But it takes a process. Now, once the blade appears, you need to have corresponding action toward that blade. But you would not have full corresponding action when it's just a blade. In other words, if you said, well, look, I'm going to sure have a harvest. I'm confessing a bountiful harvest. So, since I'm confessing it and since I believe it and I've already received it in my spirit, I ought to have full corresponding action toward that crop of corn that's just about that high. Let's get the combine. We're going to combine corn today. You're going to destroy the harvest. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're trying to have full corresponding action toward the blade. And it'll get you in a heap of trouble. See, they've taken what James said. Faith without corresponding action is dead. And they said, I've got to have full corresponding. I've got to go as just as far as you could possibly go toward that. So they try to harvest the blade. Well, common sense. See, see this is where some people get in trouble. They don't use any common sense with their faith. See, you have to have common sense. What we call horse sense. <laughs> you know, sometimes intelligent people, highly educated, don't have any horse sense. Just common sense, see. And then sometimes people, when they get turned on to faith because they came out of where they were suppressed in their believing, and they get turned on to faith, they just seem to throw away all good common sense and just going to live by faith and go out and do crazy things. Going to have full corresponding action because James said faith without works is dead. So if I believe my eyes are healed, I'll stomp my glasses. Yeah, and you may feel your way to work the next morning. Because you would not have full corresponding action toward that crop until the harvest was come. Do you understand what I'm saying? You would have corresponding action toward that. You would speak in line with that. You would make the confessions that would be watering and fertilizing that plant. See, you've got signs of it working. You would water and fertilize it. No farmer would just quit watering it. Well, there it is. I got corn. No need of watering it. No need of fertilizing it. I'm having corresponding action. I'm just going to act like it's already got the full corn in the ear. If you do, you will never have the full corn in the ear. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, this will put some balance in some things. And I'll tell you what, it'll keep you out of a lot of problems in life. It'll get you in situations where you can help people because there's a multitude of people that have not understood corresponding action. They say, faith without works is dead. Well, that's true if you keep it in the context there. And it's true to a certain extent on the other. But let me tell you something. Acting as though you had faith when you don't are not developed in your faith there is double dead. Are you listening? Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, we have a CD offer number 7228. It's called Faith Corresponding Action. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. What does it mean to have corresponding action? You act as though you believe God because you do believe God. Faith without works is dead, James said. 
But now, if you're acting as though you had faith when you really don't have faith, that's double dead. I mean, that doesn't work. Just because you act like you have faith doesn't necessarily mean you have faith. But yet, we should have corresponding action to what we say we believe. Now, there's times that people have misunderstood this, and I've got a few of their checks, you know. They called them faith checks. They weren't faith checks. They were hot checks. Sometimes people get the idea, well, you know, this proves that I believe God because I am going to write the check, put it in the mail to pay a bill or whatever, and God will have to put the money in the bank before the check gets there. No, they'll probably be in jail before God puts the money in the bank. It's not God's responsibility to do that. It's their responsibility. So how far can you go with corresponding action? You can write the check. Put it in the dresser drawer. Don't mail it until the money is in the bank to cover that. That's how far you could go with corresponding action. Sometimes corresponding action is to do nothing. If you really believe what you have prayed is coming to pass, then sometimes you just be quiet before God and you don't keep praying about the same thing over and over. That could be your corresponding action. That's offer number 7228. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.